0: welcome to close the door and come here a song of ice and fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters Jamie and brienne well,
1: there was all a brown and covered in hair
0: Tonight we are doing John One from uh, A Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm Kama, and you can find me at Oxford Splice on Twitter. And tonight I'm joined with Lot.
2: Hi, I'm Lot, the Lady of Tarth on Twitter.
0: Devin.
3: Hey, this is Devin GD Harpo on Twitter.
1: And Tina. Hi, I'm Tina. You can find me at Cutie Pillar on Tumblr.
0: Okay, and um, I don't. Know. I guess I'm gonna have a trigger warning for rape, even though I don't know if it's gonna come up in this chapter. Um, and also, we spoil everything, books and show. Okay, so um, basically, the chapter opens up with. Um, they're having the banquet uh, at Winterfell for the king and his family. And John, due to his status, is not at the high table with the Stark children and um, the royal kids. Um, and John basically, it sounds like he's taking advantage of the situation a little by getting drunk um, and telling him he's having a better time at the extras table. Um he has, he has recollections about the procession into the banquet. And he basically, he thinks that, um, Cersei seems beautiful, but he can see through her smile. Um, Robert, he's very disappointed in Robert that he doesn't hold up to the legend. Um, I guess, you know, fat drunk Robert is just not that impressive. Um, Marcella is crushing on Rob, and um John kind of hates her a little bit for that. Um, doesn't think much of Tom and other than he's plump, and Joffrey seems um haughty and is clearly bored by his surroundings. Um, it's interesting that he describes Jamie's clothes in some detail, like he goes on <laughs> for a while.
2: He is so and- fanboying hard over Jamie Lannister. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and uh, yes, he is. And John is very impressed by him and thinks uh, this is what a king should look like.
2: Yep. And the yeah. the, the line that is smile cut like a knife.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um.
3: Uh, that's one of the things I love about reading these early chapters, like the things that he was seeding, but later changed. Like Jamie definitely like was supposed to be king at some point. And like I, I just love reading like those the little bit nuggets that you find in these early chapters like that.
1: Right, right.
0: Hmm.
1: I really like the part where they're talking about John drinking and how everybody at the table like goading him on to like drink more because they know that like he probably you know hasn't really gotten drunk before. So they're like, "Yeah, you're sitting with us today." <laughs> Yeah. Have another one.
2: The, the mischievousness of getting Eddard's uh, bastard son drunk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like a game. You know, part I liked is kind of kind of got my heart a little bit. It was my son. It's his third birthday today. And it was talking about Rickon. I, like, he's three years old at this point in the story. Three. This, uh, And then to know, like, what's going to happen is just... hasn't happened yet i
0: know he's on
2: the island with the unicorns it's all good but this shouldn't happen to a (laughs) three-year-old it's a baby
3: it's like it's one of those things that makes me think like he added rick and later like late in the writing process like like feel like he added him like so at some point later like it wasn't he wasn't there from the beginning because he just seems so young to be like to be here at all
2: right The fact that he's, like, part of the procession and it says, you know, he's carrying himself as finely as a three-year-old can possibly manage. A toddler, basically.
1: (laughs) I can't imagine a three-year-old
0: doing anything like that. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Although there is a mention of, like, you know, Rick passes by John and, like, stops to chat. Yeah. Which, that I can see a three-year-old, like, totally being like, oh, hi, why are you, you know. Yeah, And then John has to kind of, like, encourage
2: him to keep going, yeah.
0: There was, years ago, uh, back before we knew Prince Edward, or Andrew was a total perv, he and his, there's something going on, I think he and... uh, Fergie were getting divorced and they, the whole part of that family was very much on the outs and there was some procession and unaccountably Andrew and Fergie and their kids decided to show up and the children were little and they see their grandmother riding by, you know, and to them she's their grandma because they were little and they were like, they started running after her going, wait for us, wait for us. Um, uh, you know, cause like, they're little and they're, you know, they don't know. That just sounds cute. Yeah, it does. Although it, the whole situation sounded well, and that the Royal family is so bizarre, but yeah. um, let's see what happens. Oh, but there's, there's a lot of mention. Um, there's quite a lot in here about ghosts, which I thought was interesting. Um, John's other um, silver lining to not being with his family is that he's allowed to have his dire wolf with him. So, Ghost is like under the table and like facing off against other dogs. Um, and then Benjamin comes by to talk to him, and um, John's bitterness about not being with the rest of his, um, his, I'm going to call them siblings because that's how they've been raised, um, comes out in full. Um, and I thought it was interesting. John has, John has sussed out the whole situation at the high table. I mean, he can tell what's going on with his father and Cersei and Robert. Um, he's quite astute about that. Uh, Benjamin makes mention of the night's watch, and then John um, has been thinking about his future and asks to go with him when Benjamin returns. And John knows where he, he basically has already figured out his future, um, asks to return with Benjamin or to go with Benjamin when Benjamin goes back to the wall. Um, and it sounds like it's something he's been thinking about. Uh, he knows where
2: I was just I mean, to Benjamin's credit, though, he like sees that John is drunk or in his cups, you know, and doesn't like take advantage of the situation. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, why would he? But
0: <laughs> desperate for men,
2: uh, is, no, yeah, it's, um, like, it's a tactic they the Nights Watch uses: get him drunk and then
3: recruit them for the wall. Then, then recruit.
0: Go to big parties, um, look yeah. for the drunkest guy, and sign <laughs> them up.
3: But it, this makes me it makes me sad for John, because you have to think about. I mean, he's what fourteen?
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: At this point, and like, how long has he probably been thinking about this? like knowing what his place is and that he's never going to be because he is the bastard son of, you know, the warden of the North. He's never going to rule anything or be um, become Lord of Winterfell and that. So like, is this probably something he's been thinking about for probably several years at this point?
2: Oh yeah, for sure. And like a night like this
0: kind of just hammers it home even more. Right. Yeah. Well, he, he knows, he understands, even if it sounds like, Ned doesn't. I mean, like, he knows his sisters are going to marry, you know, are are slated to marry High Lords and go off. He knows Rob's going to be in charge. He knows Bran and Rickon are going to get holdfasts and, you know, like, but he doesn't see a place for himself in that world.
2: And that's a good thing. Like, he's so young, he doesn't even realize how good he has it, you know, to be the bastard of you know, a pretty honorable guy. It probably comes with a lot of perks. Like you get to be free just to go live your life.
0: Well, and I, I mean, if he hadn't gone off to the night's watch and all the stuff hadn't have gone down, I mean, I would assume that Ned would be able to offer him something.
2: Yeah. He would have been fine. Like he would have had a, but probably would have been a very dull, quiet life by comparison to his family.
0: Um, Maybe I, I love how Benjamin is is not like just saying you know we'll think about it talk to your father we'll work it out no he's just he basically says look you haven't had sex yet you shouldn't <laughs> go until you've you've done that and you know what you're giving up and suggests that John should father a few bastards first <laughs> before going That's such a dude advice <laughs> it, it really is um, and John is not there for that he declares he will never father a bastard um, which he says very loudly in that moment where there's probably a lull in the conversation everybody hears and he gets very upset and he goes off to be by himself in the yard
2: yeah I mean when it's I,
1: a lot of emotion packed into that reply right yeah when I listen to this like chapter again I like you know one of the times you the show ruins what you think about stuff that he had this conversation in front of like Yeah. And I I
0: love how. um, Well, it was interesting. I mean, like he I didn't I didn't remember that he was close to tears when he left either. Probably that embarrassment. Um, But he goes off into the yard and he meets Tyrion. um, and, And Ghost is not a fan. I had forgotten this. Ghost wants nothing to do with Tyrion. Um, and they have a conversation and, and Tyrion basically says, and I'm going to read here, this is a quote from the book, um, never forget what you are for surely the world will not make it your strength, then it can never be your weakness, armor yourself in it, and it will never be used to hurt you. And, um, there's, there's stuff here, like John figures out, I think, pretty obviously that Tyrion and his father do not get along, um,
2: He's drunk all the time. Do you get that? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And then, uh, can we not? Can we please address the fact that he like does a rolling tumble off some balcony or something? (laughs) (laughs) I
0: forgot how much this is all (laughs) over the book with this whole Tyrion George. What the fuck? (laughs) That's what
2: I have written. Like, WTF? This is bizarre.
0: I don't know. Yeah, it is kind of remarkable. I was trying to move past it, but... (laughs) Nope, I will Uh, not allow it.
3: (laughs) Um, But speaking of Tyrion, though, um, like, so when we finished the Tyrion reread a few months ago, we were all like, oh, wow, this guy really fucking sucks. And, like, all throughout the reread, that's what we kept, you know, getting to was that he sucked the whole time. Was uh, Ghost just picking up on that before anybody else? Yeah,
2: Ghost was more steep than us, apparently. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs)
3: Because and it doesn't also, seem like he's not feeding off John at that point. He's kind of like his own, like, sussing out Tyrion for himself or whatever. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I think it also stems that, like, George had a different plan for Tyrion at the beginning and he was going to, like, do all, like, more horrible stuff, like, at oh, the yeah. beginning. Kind of like. Jimmy. So I think Ghost was picking up on that.
2: Yeah. Well, I'm just. I'm glad that, like, he definitely changed directions, because, like, how boring would it have been if he just, like, went in that straight line and made these, the Lannisters, the clear baddies?
3: Those? Yeah, the story wouldn't have been as interesting. Yeah. Um,
0: the other thing to to note here is John doesn't know who his mother is. Um, we find that out. Uh, Tyrion takes off, and John reflects that just for a moment, Tyrion Lannister stood as tall as a king.
2: Mm. Yeah, some more foreshadowing, perhaps. Who knows? Mm. We'll never know.
1: <laughs> never.
3: Um, did anybody have the illustrated edition? I think um, Of this us. first book? I do Yeah, I, I love it, and like particularly this one. Um his shadow, shadow stood as tall as a king. Oh, it's so well done. It's one of my favorite illustrations in the book.
1: I got to pick that up. Yeah, me too. Do we have
0: any mail?
2: Yes, we do. I believe we have one message. Okay, so this is uh, from Bucko Hair off the subreddit. And the question is, um, how much groundwork does John do to promote. Sorry, how much groundwork does John 1 do to promote John as a possible king in R plus L equal J?
0: Well, I think it's interesting that even with John being pretty much drunk and bitter, he has a pretty good bead on who everybody is. People. Yeah, he can suss out people and when they're faking things. and Yeah,
3: yeah, like you said, comma, like he's pretty astute, um, particularly with everything that's going on at the high table um, and just knowing the work- inner workings of everything that's kind of going on.
2: I don't know about the R plus L equal J. I didn't pick up on any hints there
0: well he doesn't know who his mother is and that yeah. seems like something that your average bastard I, I don't know at least in this setting you'd probably would know we, well cuz it's probably it's unusual that he's being raised with his father and his father's legitimate children
2: yeah
0: it, chances are he would have been s- with his mother or you know off somewhere i mean that we find out later is a, one of the big problems between cat and ned so mm. that looking back seems significant
3: you know anything like does he like has he been told that she's living or anything like that i don't like, i can't remember i don't think he's been told like any like not even any story or anything about mm. where his mother is or anything like that
2: that's sad yeah okay <laughs> um we do have another one from gmail um this one is i was listening to one of the jamie chapter re -re reread podcast today and you all um were answering a question someone sent in about whether you picture book jamie and book brianne while reading or if you picture nick and gwen during that discussion someone said there aren't a lot of curly haired guys they consider hot (laughs) if that was me and i feel bad as soon as i said it but because i've Thought of several after, but anyway. And for some reason, I immediately thought of Brendan Fraser. I did not think of Brendan Fraser in bedazzled.
0: Oh my God. (laughs)
2: specifically in the vision elizabeth hurley as the devil shows his character when he when she's really giving him the hard sell about signing the contract here's a crappy screenshot from a trailer uh this movie was obliterated from my mind until this email <laughs> i totally forgot this was a thing wow bedazzled do you guys remember bedazzled
0: yes i do <laughs> oh my god god there's another visual okay
2: do you know the the hot the guy that i was thinking of that actually was my first crush was michael landon and he had curly hair so there (laughs) okay um oh yeah and then also crims hemsworth as long-haired thor yes yes Agreed. Agreed. Okay. Um, I'm super enjoying the book chapter podcast. Thank you for all your hard work, Bethany. Thank you, Bethany.
0: <laughs> That's it. Well, uh, we love receiving mail and we invite you to send us some. Please send us some mail. We are recording episodes ahead of time. You can send mail to us at close the door at gmail.com close the door and at gmail.com or send us questions on Tumblr at close the door and come here on Tumblr.com. We are also on Twitter at door podcast, and you can also ask us questions on the Jamie and Brianne subreddit. A big thank you to our Patreons who help us with our hosting feeds. Uh, you can find us there at patreon.com slash close the door. Please review us whenever, wherever you're listening to the podcast. I'm closing the door. Get out.